This is Adia. And Aisha. Join us on this podcast journey where we have an existential crisis one episode at a time so you don't have to. But why do that on a podcast, you ask? Because it's better than journaling. Okay. So get comfy and fill your teacup with whatever it is you drink because it's time for an episode of Better Than Journaling. Good afternoon, Miss Adia. How you doing? Good afternoon, Miss Aisha. I am well. I'm a little bit tired. I'm a little bit tired. I'm not sure if it's like the heat or if it's like I'm taking swimming lessons. And I think it's this morning, starting off the, the morning, like 45 minutes in the pool. I think I'm a little bit tired. I think I need to consume more water too. But yeah, I'm a little bit like drained tired, but I'm good. I'm really good. How are you doing? I am, I'm pretty good. I'm just, I'm the kind of tired that you get when it's hot and then you like go outside and exercise. Today I went earlier. I mean, I went like the time I usually go, but yesterday I slept in and I didn't go out to walk until like 7.45. You can't go out to walk at 7.45 when it's hot. Like that's too late. It's too late. So, but then that's almost two hours too late. That's like two hours too late. But then like the whole rest of the day, I feel like I'm dragging because of that. And then when it's hot like this, I drink a lot of water, but then I feel full of water and then I feel kind of nauseous because I have too much water, but I'm really hot. So I need more water. So I feel like that. But today I went out early enough that by the time I got back, it wasn't too hot. And I've been in the house all day, uh, you know, with the air conditioning and all that kind of (laughs) stuff. So I feel okay. I feel good. Now I feel pretty good. That's what's I up. Feel pretty good. Uh, swimming, swimming lessons. Yep, it's official. I'm getting official swimming lessons. Instruction on swimming technique. Uh, learning how to use my body to propel through water. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, like so I'm learning how to whale. swim. I think you know for my lifetime so far I've I've basically known how not to drown but I've never actually known how to swim so I'm learning the mechanics of swimming and there's so much mind-body connection and I'm sure there's there could be mind-body connection in a lot of things that I'm doing that I'm currently not uh, engaging in Mm -hmm. but this activity specifically is really enhancing my mind-body connection my awareness of that and that feels good i i'm enjoying that so i have a feeling that maybe swimming and i are going to have a bit of a love affair which is kind of dope kind of dope and you have a you have a pool at your place yeah there's two of them here so yeah so it's something that you can keep up if you find yourself liking it yeah and i'm very close to one of the pools and i'm very close to the pool that's underutilized so that's great right almost every time I've been in that pool I've had it like to myself so that's been nice so yeah I'm uh I'm excited to practice some of my lessons this week and uh see if I see some improvement so yeah I'll keep you posted that's a really yeah it's a cool like low impact it's hard on the hair and it always (laughs) feels like it's a lot of work uh like when I used to go to the gym on a regular basis going to the gym always feels like a lot of work, but going to the gym and swimming, like now I like have to use the locker room, have to rinse off. Like all of a sudden it becomes harder to go to the gym or I've done like water aerobics in the past. It just feels like it adds like this extra layer of work uh, 
and you like you got to wash your hair you got to wash braids they're going to be wet for like ever you know feels like a lot of work but a great low impact workout yeah it is i think it is a great low impact workout and um i am happy to have you know be ball headed um mm -hmm. so that the hair is not a barrier for me anymore, but it was in the past for sure. It was in the past before when I had previously decided that I wanted to take swim lessons. I was, you know, natural, I mean, still natural, but like had twists. And I was like, hell no, that is not, this is not where it's at. Even working out consistently was out for me. Like I was like, I'm not, mm -mm, can't have to choose my hair or this. And so when I finally decided to cut my hair off again, I was like, bet I can choose fitness. I can choose swimming. I can choose all of the things that are important to me, you know? So hair is not important to me. Not like that anymore. So I'm glad. It's cool. cool that you're making a decision to learn something new Yeah. at almost 40. Like, I feel like I've already decided that swimming is just something I'm never going to actually know how to do. I know enough to not drown. I can float on my back. And if I move my arms a certain way, I can get somewhere if I'm floating on my back. Yeah. It's exhausting, but it, you know, it kind of works. But this yeah. idea of, you know, why not? Why don't I just learn how to swim? Yeah. That, and that's, that sounds that's, good. It is, it has been exhausting. And every time that I was doing whatever I was doing to get from point A to point B in the body of water, I would be exhausted and, and would hadn't really done much, you know? And then, and, and then it became even more of a barrier to me, like feeling like I was actually gonna like learn something. And then today, I wasn't exhausted. The only time I was exhausted is when I was doing whatever it is I was previously doing to try to get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. When I was actually using the technique, I wasn't exhausted at all. <laughs> I was, I, that was, I think, the most, with the shocking thing over and over again. I was like, I'm not tired. Like, I'm, I'm breathing and speaking to you normally. I'm not hyperventilating or huffing and puffing. So that's what I will say mm -hmm. is that even if you just take one lesson, right? Um, you might you might experience it very differently than what we what we've been previously doing. Well, I know I'm exhausted when I swim because my body is moving a lot. And when I watch like a professional swimmer, their body is moving fast, but it's moving very efficiently. Like economy of movement is happening. Like they yes. are not flailing around exactly. the way that I'm flailing around, exhausting exactly. myself exhausting myself so. while also simultaneously thinking don't drown you know don't take a big gulp of water don't oh. accidentally <laughs> right so like the panicky thoughts are not helping you to be calm either you know so yeah no it was good it was good I, really I strongly good. recommend mm -hmm. yeah my kids are in swim lessons maybe I should join them but also just this idea of deciding to do something for myself that I've always wanted to do. like I've always wanted to learn how to swim, but that's not the only thing I've always wanted to learn how to do. I've always wanted to learn how to play an instrument, like just little things like that. And I guess I kind of have it in my head that I'm too old to learn new things, but you don't have that attitude at all, do you? I definitely do not. Do you know what I want to learn how to do? What? I want to learn how to fly a plane. What? I know. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to gift myself that either this year or next year, maybe, maybe next year, you got to leave some things, you know, but yeah, I, I do, I want to learn how to fly a plane. And, you know, I live right next to this airport over here with lots of yeah. planes and flying lessons or whatever that it seems, it seems pretty dope. I mean, it sounds terrifying, but it sounds yeah. kind of dope. Like who, you know, who knows how to fly. And then what if I just up and have my own plane one day? Like, Aisha, can you imagine? Like, come on now. How much are planes? 
<laughs> I know. The playing class. Are they expensive? <laughs> Probably, but like if I could, you know, if I'm a pilot, I can charge people to take them places, you know? So, That's but true. yeah. So I do. I want to learn how to fly. I don't know why, but I do. I always have. I don't know about always, but for a long time I have. I also want to get, um, I want to play golf. I have some clubs I don't ever play, but that's something that I want to do before why the end of the year. Why do you have clubs? Because I want to play golf. Yeah. So you just wait, so you just bought clubs in case one day you ever did that? That's like me who's like, maybe one day I will bake a bunt cake. So I should buy every size of bunt cake pan just in case one day I decide, except they're a lot cheaper than golf clubs. Well, let me stop you right there because I bought these golf clubs off of Craigslist from an estate sale. So I got them super cheap. It was probably oh, like nice. maybe 50 bucks for an entire bag and a whole set of clubs and balls and all kind, whatever was in the bag of the lovely woman who died and her son was selling her things. Um, and I have gone to the driving range several times. So I've used them. I've just never actually well, played an entire driving range close to you too, huh? I've never been to that one. I've only ever been to oh, the okay. ones in Escondido and uh, actually I've been to like two in Escondido, I think. Um, so no, I have not been to the one here, but that's that's part of my plan this year is to get out there and uh, go to the driving range that's nearby and to just play a round of golf. Like I just need to go play. I don't need to be good. I don't need to know what I'm doing. I just need to go. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. I have a girlfriend that that a couple of years ago, that was her thing. She's like, I'm going to learn how to play golf. But now, like, I mean, she lives in Virginia now, so I don't get to see her very often. But like every so often on Facebook, I'll see her in her little golf gear out there with her girls doing that thing. Yeah, exactly. It's got me thinking about what's been on my mind, this idea of, of saying yes to adventure, saying yes yeah. to new things, saying yes to just saying yes, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Saying yes. There was this episode of the Golden Girls a long time ago. Well, obviously all episodes of the Golden Girls were a long time ago, but uh, <laughs> Sophia, Sophia was saying something like, I'm going to go to law school. And Dorothy said, you can't go to law school. By the time you're done, you'll be 83. And she's like, I'll be 83 anyway. Ooh. And I was like, Good fucking point. <laughs> that is a reasonable argument there, lady. <laughs> but I, I think that I sometimes let this idea that I'm too old for something new yeah. uh, get in my way. But I've been letting that argument get in my way since way before I was too old for new things. Oh, shit. And I, and I definitely want to be a person that, uh, that sees an adventure out there that I'm, I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, you should do something new. Go jump out of airplanes. No, I want I want it to be that when I see something that I'm interested in, I don't immediately talk myself out of it because there's some reason why I shouldn't do it, right? Yes. Yes. You want to have whatever curiosity and maybe even enthusiasm for what could be um, the possibility, the positive, instead of and kind of almost immediate reaction of like fear or shutdown or apprehension about what possibly yeah. bad happened. Yeah. Yeah. I see you as a person that leans into adventure way more than most. It's true. It is. I was going to say that's exactly how my mind works. And it's very, it's really interesting. Sometimes that's 
really good. I'm sure that's overall pretty good. Um, but there's kind of like this, like, <laughs> there's this other side of it where mm. I also don't often ever consider what pitfalls or bad things might happen, what negative could come of it. Like, actually thoroughly think out a plan I'm always just like yeah let's do it and, and then I'm just like you're not able to because I have cornered the market on thinking of all of the problems <laughs> so there's not even room for anybody else to consider the room. possibility yeah. that there would be problems because I have stolen them all stolen that yeah you own all of the naysaying yeah I it, and then and so then I something maybe negative or unfortunate or unforeseen befalls me and I'm like huh probably could have thought about that <laughs> or even considered that that could have been a part of this journey ahead of time and maybe avoided some of this but maybe thinking about that or worrying about that would have stopped me because there's that other side of me too that does worry about things or is afraid of things negative things happening and not wanting bad things to happen stops me from doing things or taking risks or pursuing adventures sometimes where I probably could handle whatever bad or negative thing was going to happen so yeah I do I do pursue adventure um I think it just has to be packaged in a certain way where I'm like, ooh, shiny. And yeah, and I can't help myself. I must just move towards it quickly, make haste. Yeah, I mean, I guess there is some positives to my overthinking, if I can overthink it without blocking the progress, without blocking my, my way into doing the actual thing. Um, because when I do say yes and get into something, very rarely does anything happen that I didn't anticipate. Like even if there's a problem along the way, it's a problem that I've anticipated and planned for um, because I overthought it before I went into it. But all too often that overthinking stops me from doing that thing. And this is, I wanna say that this is almost exclusively related to, do I wanna say it's personal life stuff? Cause like, this is not a problem at work. If there's a new project that comes along at work, I'm like, I'll do it. Let's, let's figure this out. But yeah. if there's something in like regular, except for jobs, if somebody says, Hey, here's a great job. You should take this job. I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's too scary. I don't know why uh, that has been a thing only for the last couple of years, few years. Um, because before when a job came along, I was like, I should do that. I'm going to go, yeah. go do that. But right now I feel kind of stuck with this idea of uh, moving on and, and work. But when there's a project at work, when somebody says, hey, we need somebody to lead this effort, I'm all about it. But when it comes to life outside of work, things that are just for me, things that are just fun, um, anything that involves any level of physical risk, I'm like, nah, that's dangerous. But Adia might want to do it. <laughs> you feel inhibited. You feel inhibited when it so comes inhibited. to- Yeah. So, I mean, you know, without becoming your therapist, like, I know that- Why not? I mean, please do. Things that I make me feel one. like um, confident and strong and competent are definitely related to like work and your intellect and your ability to kind of like problem solve or just even understand things really quickly, see how things come together. Mm. It makes sense that you would continue to dive into those kinds of things, productive, successful, like those are really re reinforcing, right? They're really rewarding to that identity that we, that we sit in really frequently, right? And people keep putting us in there as well. When it comes to like, just like relying on your, I don't know, yourself under pressure, not under pressure, but like, like you said, like things that seem like maybe scary or risky 
areas where you don't necessarily feel strong or competent or confident, yeah, like I'm gonna willingly put myself in those situations and just see how it goes. Like I already know I'm not gonna like it. I'm not comfortable. I'll pass. You know, so that Maybe makes it sense. Just popped into my head. I trust my mind. I don't trust my body. Your body, yeah. I do not trust. I trust my mind to get me out of situations. Yeah. I do not trust that my body will stand up to the rigors of things that feel scary to me. Mm-hmm. That is, hmm, I've never thought about it like that before. I wonder what it would take to, that feels like a whole nother conversation. But yeah, that's, that's what's coming up for me right now is that I feel like I, when, when I think about trusting myself, even like when I was going on that, that trip before, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was going to Virginia and I was just like all nervous about, cause I haven't flown in a long time or whatever, yeah. you know, I'm like, I had all of the numbers. Like if I had a problem, all of the people that I could call and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm like, do I check my bag or do I bring a bag that's small enough to put into the overhead compartment? And I ultimately decided to check the bag because I didn't know if it would be like, I'm not all that tall. Like, am I going to be able to get it into the overhead compartment? And I don't want to have to bother. You know what I mean? Like all of the things that I needed to do in order to intellectually make this trip work, had no problem figuring that stuff out. But all of the things like, oh my gosh, are the seats going to be comfortable or small? Anything that has to do with how is my body going to weather this trip? All of that is where I was anxious. And I didn't even separate those two things until right now. There you go. There you go. That's really, really, really meaningful because I mean, for a number of reasons, but like in what other spaces and what other relationships are we having conversations like that, that help us to make these connections, to have this Mm -hmm. level of awareness for how we make ourselves or our world smaller. We do things that accommodate, you know, our level of comfort. We we intentionally navigate the world in a way yeah that creates a space of safety for us we know it's predictable i know i can handle this i know what this is going to be like i'm not going to be overly stressed or distraught or feel like a failure right mm-hmm. um, i won't mm-hmm. be mad at myself afterwards yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense to me i mean i, I think you know how oh, that says a lot that says a lot yeah yeah, I'm, I guess I'm wondering what it will take for me to be comfortable doing things that are, that push my body out of its comfort zone. You yeah. know, I've, I've, I'm not an athlete. I've never been an athlete. I've never been a risk taker, but I do know that for the last, I don't know what day I'm on, like 424 a days lot, or whatever. A lot of days. Day, day, like a lot. So I know that my body is stronger than it has been. You know, mm-hmm. I know that my body can do some things that it couldn't do 425 days ago or however long, long ago it was when I started this daily, uh, you know, strength journey. Um, but it's kind of like when we've talked about this before. Well, you know, uh, I'm only on 36 days. You're only on 36 days. Well, good job. Thanks. Welcome. Thank you. Um, but when I, but when I got to the point where you and I were at breakfast a, a week or so ago and we talked about this, that my mentality hasn't met, uh, caught up with my bank account. Yeah. So my, my brain still lives in a place where I feel like I'm poor. I think I'm poor and I make decisions as if I'm poor. Yeah. I think I'm making decisions 
um, as if my body can't handle things that maybe it can handle now. Yeah, yeah. And not just your body, but like, I don't know, like your self-esteem or like your Mm -hmm. ego, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. we tell ourselves that we're a lot more fragile than we are. Like, is this discomfort or this failure going to break me? Like, will, what will right. it take away from me? What will I have lost if I'm not successful in this? Will I right. no longer think highly of myself, love myself, persist, keep moving forward? Like, will something right. in, in me cease to exist if I, if this doesn't go perfectly, you know, or the way that yeah. I'm kind of interpreting it? Yeah, that's, um, even being able to challenge ourselves in that way, like, no, like, you'll pick yourself up and you'll keep going. Like, you'll keep moving forward. And this is not a new, this is not a new thing for me. What, what is popping into my head right now is being young. So, so right now, and for the lot, you know, through my adulthood, part of not trusting my body has been, had to do with how much weight I was carrying. But when I was younger and I wasn't carrying at least like an unusual amount of extra weight, I remember my cousins used to ride on the back of the ice cream truck. And I remember thinking that that was just so fucking dangerous. Like, why would you do that? You could get hurt. <laughs> Why is this eight-year-old rationalizing yes. <laughs> about the safety of the game that, that we're playing, you know? And I've always been a person that's been like, that that's looks funny. dangerous. And I yeah, think I, and then I, I'm and I am the same eight-year-old, literally, who was who went to my elementary school, my elementary school, my former elementary school. Maybe I was older than eight at that point, probably like in middle school, went to my former elementary school on my rollerblades, got onto the little kids' playground, climbed up the stairs and went down the Mm-mm. slide on my rollerblades. No. Yes, I did almost die, completely knocked the wind out of myself and could not take a deep breath in for like probably almost a full minute. I was freaking out. But yeah, no. So I was definitely one of the kids you would have been like that's not smart and I'd have been like it'll be fun yeah no I would have I would have tried to like write up some bullet points for you about why that is not I went down a really steep hill on my skateboard that I got for my eighth birthday on my eighth birthday and skinned up like scratched my whole my whole bottom of my face I ended up having like um a scab that looked like a mustache and a beard for um and I traveled, uh, and then I flew on a plane by myself to Missouri that same week, I think. Yeah, for my eighth birthday. Yeah, that, yeah, I've been this person mm-hmm. for sure. And you've been this person for a while too. I've been this person for a long time. And it, yeah. and it affects how, like how much I hover over my kids. Like mm-hmm. the amount of time, if we're at a playground, the amount of times they will hear me say, be careful, is probably oppressive. <laughs> It's like really out of control. I'm like, why is nobody else but me watching children? Like, how come nobody sees? It's because they trust their bodies in ways that I have, for whatever reason, yeah. uh, told yourself that body was going to fail you. Yeah, your body couldn't handle it. You can't. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, even like, I'm not an athlete. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not like an Olympic cyclist or anything, but like I ride that bike when I need to, you know, because I tell myself I can, I've definitely ridden like 50 something miles. I don't think that I thought that I wanted to, or that I ever would. I definitely was like, when my friend would talk about like, Oh, we'll do a century. And I I still tell her, get out of my face with that. That's disgusting. I'm never going to do that. (laughs) But I also didn't never thought that I was going to be riding 50 miles, you know, or 40 miles regularly, you know? And and so, and people are still kind of like, you did what? I'm like, yeah, that's just kind of like what I do on the weekends. And 
So yeah, I, I get that. It's all about what we tell ourselves we can and we can't do. So it makes me think about that mental toughness challenge that you participated in willfully yeah. and skillfully. And just like you made up your mind and you were going to do it. You know, I'm wondering if there, you could create your own or find a mental toughness challenge that would challenge ideas that you currently hold about your body and what your body is capable of um, to convince I, yourself I think otherwise. I, I think I need to because like I have, my brain is being flooded right now with things that I have said no to uh, that I've been interested in. Like, like I said, there's a lot of shit I'm just not interested in. So it's not Fair. like, oh, I'm not gonna do that because I don't trust my body. Uh, but there are a lot of things that I have been interested in. Travel is a thing yeah. that I don't do all that often because I'm just like, what if I don't like the food there? And then I feel sick. What, what would happen if I get sick in another place? Or, what if the chairs are too small? Like all of these things mm -hmm. that that keep me from from pushing myself into into things that I might have been interested in. And I think that what I've done is kind of convince myself that I'm just not that interested. Yeah, because yeah. that feels better than saying, you know, I'm, I'm too scared. scared. Yeah, yeah. No, I I totally relate to that. I totally relate to diminishing the value of something psychologically so that I, I don't want it versus I'm afraid that I can't have it or won't be able to. Um, it's interesting how quickly we kind of flip that for ourselves to tamp down the discomfort, tamp down the fear, yeah. tamp down the shame, whatever it is. Um, yeah, no, saying yes is without knowing all the answers. I wonder, so like you were speaking earlier and I had a question Maybe we should take a short break. And when we come back, okay. I'll ask you a little bit more about whether or not you feel like something is still an adventure if we overthink it and process all of the potential negative outcomes and plan around them. Mm. So okay. um, when we come back, we'll talk more about that. Hey, friends. Ever thought about making your very own podcast? Have you avoided it because it seems too complicated? Or you don't think you have the right equipment? Or maybe you spent all your Biden bucks on an air fryer and then a Peloton. Well, maybe you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. If you're like us, a busy professional, and you don't have fancy equipment, you need to make this podcasting thing as easy as possible. Anchor is definitely a one-stop shop for all of your podcast needs. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. We taught our non-tech savvy selves how to record, add music, take out the dead space, and all that awkward stuff we wish we hadn't said. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. But you gotta tell them the best part of Dia. Oh yeah, Anchor is totally free. How much? <laughs> That's right. It's totally free. All right. Do it now. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Anchor.fm. Go there now. So before we went on the break, I was thinking back to earlier in our conversation when you were speaking about how you feel pretty confident and maybe even brave when somebody invites you to participate in a new professional or work-related uh, challenge and you feel you know, confident, brave, and adventurous about those. Um, and that there are some other situations also personally where 
if you spend enough time overthinking and kind of mapping out some of the pitfalls, then you'll find yourself engaging in it. And the thought that came to my mind was like, well, is it still an adventure if you figured it all out? If you, you know, like are not surprised by anything, if you don't have to take really a lot of risk uh, anymore, if you know exactly what you're going to do, is it still an adventure? And I don't really know. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm wondering what you think. I think that's a funny question. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm going to make up a definition of adventure uh, okay, while like we're it. sitting here. So, uh, I don't know if this is accurate, but something about adventure has to do with something being <clears throat> unknown. It has to do with it being new. Uh, I don't know if this is accurate in like the Webster dictionary, but something about it seems like it. There has to be some level of risk involved. And so, um, so planning for the possible eventualities uh, does not necessarily take away from, from some level of unknown. Like I'm just planning for the unknown or the possibilities that will come. The adventure is still like, in what way is this going to go south? You know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not sure. <laughs> like it can go south in A, B, or C way. And I have some ideas about what to do if it goes south in, in any way. Um, I don't know that adventures are, like when I think, what the, the, the feeling that comes to mind for me when I say the word adventure uh, is like, I don't know, anxiety sounds about right, a little bit of worry. Like, I think that other people get excited when you say adventure. And I get a little bit nervous when you say adventure. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. my ability to engage in this thing that's adventureful, uh, it requires me to do something that takes the anxiety down so that a little bit of excitement can have room to blossom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to Google the definition of adventure, obviously. It says okay. an adventure is an, is an exciting experience or undertaking that is typically bold sometimes risky um so that makes sense like unusual exciting typically hazardous experience or activity so that tracks uh for me uh based on like what we were what we were talking about what we're thinking of it's more of um it's more well some of it is is inherent in like the definition that there's like some like risk that you're taking so i don't know if that has to be like a risk related to like your safety maybe it could be a financial risk maybe it could be like a social risk right i don't think it always has to be around like your physical safety but the fact that it brings up excitement that brings up these thoughts that you are risking something so i do think that adventure is more about how you feel about the undertaking more than um and, and 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 unusual unusual and bold so if it's bold for you if it's unusual for you if it brings up some level of excitement for you if you're have some level of a potential loss or risk that you're taking then then it totally is an adventure and however you prepare to in, engage in this adventure i think like yeah it, it makes it more likely that you'll actually take the adventure go on the adventure then or be more adventurous then i think that that makes sense yeah, I think so um, based on that definition, can we have like, is a work project potentially an adventure or is that, does it not tick enough boxes? Like we just did a, we just did a training together, me and you for some folks and uh, they called and said, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, oh, 
like I have certain things that I train on all the time. And so saying yes to training on a different topic, that felt like a little bit risky to me. But also, again, I'm depending on my intellect here. Yeah. I don't think skills that that I know are already developed. I don't think it's adventurous because it's like not unusual. It's not really risky. We're not. Yeah, it wasn't actually risky for us. Like there was no way it's that- It's risky. Like what if I ended up looking stupid and everybody was like, like, oh that, my I gosh. I know I'm going to disagree with what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. You're giving me the, come on. No, I'm not giving you that one. <laughs> no, it's not risky at all. There was no way that either one of us were going to fail at that. We were not going to sink. Even if we didn't have a PowerPoint, we would have been able to just like pull things out of our memory and riff exactly and provide lots of value even if we just sat there and answered questions for 90 minutes that would have been incredibly valuable for those uh individuals so no i don't think that that was risky at all i don't think that it was unusual or unknown or outside of our comfort zone but it's not something i usually train on but it's not unusual for you to train for me to train okay. it's not unusual for you to train for you to develop look i'm trying to make myself exciting okay i'm trying to make myself adventureful i think you, adventureful adventurous <laughs> adventureful is the okay. name of a girl scout cookie so if you're listening to this in uh-huh. january my daughter is selling cookies but it's not january <laughs> it's fucking like june but still next january if you find us next january hit me up because my daughter we will be selling, selling adventureful Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I mean, I think you, I think there is a part of you on the inside who is adventurous and she just doesn't get to take center stage that often. Um, because yeah. that narrative that you're, it's that, that you're scared or that you should be scared or that you won't be able to handle it is loud. And it's, um, and that one is in the driver's seat most frequently. So, but yeah, yeah I for sure stay within a box. It, and it's a it's a kind of a big box, so I have lots of room in there. But I am really clear what the boundaries of this box are, and yeah. I think that some people from the outside looking in may feel like, "Whoa, she really takes a lot of professional risks. She really like does some things that would be scary for me." But but they really do fall inside of a very prescribed box, and um, yeah. Are you having fun? I don't think I really realize that. Am I having fun? Am I having fun? Do you have fun? Do you have a lot of fun? Hmm. Am I having fun? That feels like an unfair question. I don't know why that, uh, like I have feelings about that question, Miss Adia. Am I having fun? (laughs) It was a huge assumption on my behalf that fun is a strong value, but like we have a lot of fun every time we're together and so I feel like that is a value for you it's definitely a huge value for me so that's why I'm asking I felt compelled to ask you like so are you having fun are you having as much fun as like your spirit is calling for because you have a fun spirit in my humble opinion I don't know I don't know if I'm having fun so I want to separate out fun and I'm going to use the word joy, although it might not be the right word, and then I'll, I'll fix it later if it doesn't sound right when I think about it. So I get joy out of achievement, yeah. but I can get joy out of achievement even when it's not necessarily fun. So I do get, I, I like what I do for a living. I like figuring out problems. I like training people, all these things. I like doing that. And when I'm done, I have joy from the outcome of the experience. The question is, 
while I'm doing the experience, am I having fun? So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm having fun. Yeah. And, and when I'm training and people are into it, I'm yeah. definitely having fun. Definitely having fun. When I'm training yeah. and people are into it. Yeah. Um, but I can also train and have people seem like they're not into it and I'm not having fun. But then I get evals that real that I realize that shit really landed, and then I still have joy. But I didn't necessarily have fun mm-hmm. while I was fun. doing that thing because yes. the people were kind of looking at me blank faced. But then the post test and the eval says that they heard what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm feeling or I'm making the I'm having a realization these days that you know I. We need to have more fun <laughs> and mm-hmm. um but that is a really good way to create joy and have yeah. joyful things to look forward to uh in a variety of different ways and settings and relationships and so you know among you know the things that are a high priority for me fun is one of them you know and so i'm, I'm yeah. wanting to bring it up higher in the priority list and then hold myself more accountable for creating those opportunities for having fun. So saying yes to, to opportunities to have fun and hang out and socialize are um, is definitely part of my current focus and mission. I, as a matter of fact, I got invited to go hang out last night and it pained me to say, to not say yes, because I wanted, I did want to hang out and I, and I did want to get out of the house and be social. I had been social the night before and I knew I was going to be social tonight. And I was like, Ooh, three nights in a row, that's rough. But it was also most specifically about the setting, the venue and things like that, that I knew were not going to necessarily be fun for me. Uh, and so I was like, well, then I'm not really saying yes to fun. I'm saying yes to hanging out and socializing with these people, but everything else about it isn't going to necessarily be fun. And so I listened to myself and allowed myself permission to not say yes. Mm-hmm. but I, it pained me to not be saying yes to fun. Does that make sense? And because I know that my oh, overall objective sure. is, to, is to have more fun and do more of those things. So I think, yeah, I'm working on I definitely saying yes. I definitely want to say yes to fun. I definitely, I do enjoy having fun. The problem is like the shit you have to do before you get to fun. Yeah. <laughs> And then recovering from fun, like it just feels like a lot of work. Like if I could just snap my fingers and show up at the fun place without having to drive, without having to pay for gas, without having to shower, like all the things that you have to do to get ready for fun. Yes. Like it just feels exhausting. It sometimes does feel like a lot and feel exhausting and yeah, but still, um, like the baseball game was was fun you know baseball mm-hmm. pretty boring as shit it's being in oh, the state so. with baseball fans they Absolutely. are hilarious that was fun baseball that's why i have fun. Baseball that's why fun. i have a raspy voice today that was the fun right uh tonight going out music live music and whatnot that's gonna be fun you know so and the people that i'm going with that's the fun right it's the energy it's the laughing it's the silly jokes it's the shit talking right so I know that there are opportunities. I just sometimes have to work a little bit harder at like making sure or creating them or putting them on the calendar and then saying yes when I'm invited because I may not love every aspect of what it is that I'm gonna experience, but there will likely be plenty of opportunity for me to be able to like 
have fun or make it fun if I just say yes first. But if I'm preoccupied with what might not be fun or what might not go well, if I overthink it, then I'm guaranteed to, to probably not enjoy it or just to not even give myself a chance to. Very rarely, very rarely do I regret saying yes. Like if yeah. I do say yes to fun and I do go, I can't think of times where I regret it, but I very often regret saying no. And, and that's because I don't say yes to shit I don't want to do. There so if go. I do say yes, like I don't, I don't want to do all of, all of the things that you have to do to get ready for fun, but I'm not going to say yes to fun that I don't want to have. If yeah. I say yes to hanging out with folks, it's because I really do want to hang out with them. Um, so I very rarely regret that I said yes. And I know that, I think I told you before, and I know I had a conversation with my daughter about it. Um, in addition to me deciding that I'm going to do a three-day weekend at least once a month. And that was your influence that has me doing that. Um, I am going to not only say yes to invitations, which I get plenty of. Um, I'm going to extend invitations to people. I'm going to, me and my daughter are doing all kinds of just like mother-daughter days this summer that we're like going on like a little one night road trip and stuff like that. And normally I'm like, that's, that's going to be so expensive and I don't want to drive and I, you know, all this stuff that usually gets in the way of me saying yes to something yeah. that I will enjoy once I get there. Right. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yes to those things and saying, yes, we're going to do that. We're going to, we're going to take a little Amtrak trip, trip somewhere. We're going to go to, where are we going? Oh, we're going to Great Wolf Lodge for just like a night. And normally me, it either needs to be a big trip or it needs to be no trip. Like this, like, why would I go somewhere? I'm like, why would I go somewhere for just a night? We might as well yeah. make a weekend out of it. Well, yeah. I can't do a whole weekend because that's really expensive. So just forget, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, no, we are going to go for just one yes. night. Yes. And, and I am going to drive and I am going to pay for all that $7 yeah. gas. I'm just going to do it, you know? Just going to do it. Yeah. Um, so I really want, I want that to, again, I do not want to get to a place where I find myself saying yes for the sake of saying yes to shit I don't want to do, but I want to stop saying no to shit I do want to do because yeah. I have been doing that for a very long time, partially because of this thing that I now realize I don't necessarily trust my body, but um, also partially because I don't want to do the work that it takes to get there. Yeah. 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 I think it's, um, I have valued having, friends and partners who have been like the event planners of the relationship mm -hmm. really enjoyed being the one that is like detail oriented and like doing the research and getting excited about that because I am not excited about that part of it and so I don't plan mm -hmm. things I'm not the one who plans or invites or anything like that um but that also limits the exposure that I have to like what's out there what's available what I might be interested right. in what my next adventure could be um, and so I, I also want to say yes to telling myself that I can be the event planner, that I can be the one that coordinates something and initiates things and uh, sets up something that could be like really fun. Um, so, mm -hmm. or rely on my support network, you know, like share the load, share the labor. It's not something that I'm necessarily good at. I don't have to be good at it, but that doesn't mean that I can't participate in it, right? I don't have to be, it's not gonna be my new profession to be an event coordinator. Right, person. right but like I could still make something really fun happen consistently. So yeah, friend, I think uh, the shooting for the moon is great. Landing among the stars, also pretty awesome. Also so, pretty cool. Yeah. Also pretty cool. Also pretty cool. So saying yes, it is the aim to say yes to more things. I am, um, what might be, you know, so you already started by saying yes to having like three day weekends. 
Mm-hmm. I super support that. I love that. I said yes to a solo trip and I booked us my first solo international trip for my birthday uh, in mm-hmm. August. I'm super excited. Um, I was apprehensive and avoiding and nervous. And then I just pulled the trigger. And now I have like all these different activities that I have booked and I'm pretty excited mm-hmm. about it. I think I might be, fall- I'm probably going to follow up, fall in love with solo trips. We'll see. We'll keep our, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, I'll keep you posted on how well it goes. Um, but yeah, so saying yes to things that I've been previously apprehensive about or afraid of or didn't trust myself to really go for it, maybe sit on the sidelines a little bit too much. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a chapter of saying yes to things that I've always wanted to do or been curious about and told myself I couldn't do or that wasn't a space for me uh, or that people might be looking at me sideways or whatever, you know, I'd, I'd be doing it on my own. So I'm realizing I'm, I, need to do a lot of things on my own. I'm already doing a lot of things on my own, really kind of like always on our own anyways, you know? Right, so right. yeah, I don't have to be afraid of that. So how might you go about saying yes to more things that maybe help you build some of that or challenge the ideas you have about your body failing you? Hmm. Uh, the first thought that comes to mind is that rather than getting into the habit of saying yes immediately, I might need to get into the habit of saying, uh, let me think about that or let me check. Because otherwise, no, no comes really immediate. Yeah. And, and an immediate yes might come with regret, right? Yeah. But if I give myself a chance to think about it instead of just uh, having an immediate no, I might be able to challenge myself to think about what my, what my no is for. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's going to be some level of, you know, cognitive restructuring that I need to do uh, to ask myself whether or not it's true that my body is not capable of what I have been telling myself it's not capable of. Yeah. There you go. So that I need to, yeah, that is the work. So that I need to spend some time thinking about. Um, And then I need to remind myself that that if I, when I say yes to something I wanted to do anyway, I never regret it. Like I am, I am letting the 30 minute build up the 30 minute, like I got to do my hair. I got to take a shower. I got to do all these things. I got to yeah. drive. The, the, the joy is being robbed by the prep, which is forgotten. It's, it's kind of like pregnancy, yeah. you know, preg- my pregnancies were pleasant childbirth, not so much, but if you, if you avoid, you know, pregnancy and childbirth, because people have said that that's uncomfortable, then you like miss out on the joy of having the child if, if having a child is something you want to do. So I feel like I'm missing out on the joy of the actual activity by avoiding the, the prep for the activity. So asking myself, are you actually too tired to go out or are you avoiding the work that it would take to go? Are you just, do you just not want to wear pants today? Yeah. Like, is that what's really <laughs> happening? Because if that's what's really happening, you need to make a different consideration. All right. So those are those are the things. But I am the type of person who, you know, account- accountability is important to me. So I'm saying this out loud, and it will be heard by millions of people. Millions in the universe. Millions. It'll be heard by millions of people. So in you know a month, somebody's going to ask me, "How are you doing with that yes thing?" And that accountability in and of itself. You know, the fact that my Apple Watch talks to your Apple Watch. And you know whether or not I got up and did that walk in the morning might be why I'm on day 425, you know, 424, whatever day I'm on. Um, 
So the thing I am good about is once I decide to acknowledge that I have a problem and uh, the solution is simple, you know, the solution is what I just said, like that little three steps or whatever. Once I acknowledge that I have a problem, I'm pretty good about solving it if I have decided that I want to solve it. And this is a problem that I want to solve. I want more joy in my life. I, I'm, I'm still struggling with, do I want more fun? I think I do want more fun in my life because um, joy is just about outcome. So I do want more fun in my, as, at least how I'm defining it. I do want more fun in my life. And my daughter needs more fun in her life, which requires mm-hmm. me to say yes to more fun things. Yeah. And she's in this house with this, these really boring people. I'm telling you, I've always told people, uh, you know, my daughter was not planned. I'm so happy she's here, but she's not planned. But she came into this house of introverts who would happily, happily ignore each other in yeah. addition to the rest of the world. Yes. All day, every day, if allowed to. And then she came and she's like, hey, guys, let's go play. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? You know, so, um, so part of me wanting to allow myself to have more of the pleasures in life is that I want to bring her along with me. And then when she's not coming, I want to model that it's okay to go out and have fun and, mm-hmm. and do cool things because that's mm-hmm. important to her. So we have a list, she and I, on a big, you know, wraparound post-it note, yes. big ass post-it note in her room uh, of all of the things that need to happen this summer. Uh, and one of the things on the list is mother-daughter connection time. So that always has to be fun because she's eight and eight-year-olds only do things that are fun. But like <laughs> there's things on there like learning about our culture. So she's, uh, you know, part Salvadoran because my husband's Salvadoran. She's Belizean because I'm Belizean. And then I did my ancestry and it says, you know, our ancestors are from Cameroon. So we're going to do some research on that. Uh, both of us want to be more flexible. So we're practicing stretching every night. We're reading like all these things that we're doing together that are, uh, that I am really too tired to do. And I never regret it when I do it. So there you go. There you go. It's really, it's a good thing. That's, what about that's you? a really important, I think, guiding post is to challenge the thoughts by really focusing on the reality of it. And the reality of it is like, I never actually regret this one. After no. I'm, you know, like, yeah, this initial thought is that it's not going to be great that I'm uh, going to dread it. It's going to be painful, whatever. And actually the truth is I, I, I never really regret it. So um, I think that, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of sort of already on this journey a little bit with a few things. And so I want to continue to say yes, when people who I, who I identify as like fun and adventurous and are doing things in their lives that I'm like, oh, I admire that or that's really cool. When they invite me, uh, that I'm that I plan to say yes more frequently and more mm-hmm. zestfully even if I'm like uh social anxiety I don't know who's gonna be there you know I want to just say <laughs> yes yeah exactly yes more frequently and then give myself permission like when I'm done or overwhelmed or you know um tapped out to like go take care of myself in whatever way I need to you know or uh, check in so yeah I think uh I'm gonna give myself permission to say yes more to being in more social settings. That last piece that you mentioned, I feel like would be helpful to me. Uh, like I need to scale the commitment, right? So I don't have to be 100% all in. Like if somebody says, let's go out, 
we're going to go to dinner, then we're going to have some drinks, and then we're going to go dance a little bit. Like, I could say yes to A, B, or C. You know yes. what I mean? Like, I don't have to do all of it. So giving myself permission exactly. to tap out might make it way easier to say yes in yes. the first place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. This was fun. Uh, good times. <laughs> what do we want to leave the people with today? I, You know, I'm thinking that I, I, I want to know or I want to encourage people to think about how easy it is for them to say yes to things. What do they find themselves saying yes to? You know, are they saying yes to things that are more work-related or that that keep them in their comfort zone of where they already feel strong, confident, successful? Um, yeah, I wanna know what people find themselves saying yes to. What's really easy for them to say yes to? Do you say yes to adventures? Yeah, what are y'all saying yeah. yes to? And I, I guess I'm wondering, um, like when you're saying yes and when you're saying no, are you saying, I don't even know how to ask this question, right? So I'll just uh-huh. say it and then I'll fix it if I need to. Like, are you saying yes to yourself or are you saying yes to other people? So when people ask you, when, yeah. when something is, when you're invited to something or when you're asked to do something, uh, are you saying yes because that thing will serve you and bring you joy? Are you saying yes because that thing might serve somebody else and bring them joy? And how often are you saying no to yourself while you say yes to other people or other things? Um, and and if you're saying no to yourself a lot and yes to other people a lot, let's see if you can flip that a little bit, mm. or at least at least recognize it, at least sit at least with it a little bit. Yeah, at least recognize it, at least make the connection for yourself, right? Yes. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm glad that you guys are here listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we'd love to interact with you some more. So please feel free to leave us a comment, send us an email, like, share, subscribe, um, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Leave us a five-star review. Yes. Yes, please do. All right, Miss Aida. next time on Better Than Journaling. Thank you, Miss Adia. You take care and have a fabulous rest of your day. Go golf or something. I I shall. Thank you. (laughs) All right, lady. Take care. Bye-bye. Now you know that was better than journaling. So go ahead and give us a five-star review and share us with your friends.